Hello and welcome to Lost in Sci-Fi and Fantasy. I'm your host, Leo, and today we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to be discussing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and some Lego games. Specifically, the platinuming of both of those things. The kind of platinum experience, if you will. I'm trying to keep it a little bit short this week because it's going to be a bit of a long challenge update and I want to give some some decent time to discuss because I'm not only talking about finishing Kane Chronicles but also I started and finished Trials of Apollo book one the Hidden Oracle. But yeah with that out of the way let's go ahead and get started. So Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a RPG by Bandai Namco that encompasses the entirety of the Dragon Ball Z um, saga. The, the saga sagas, I guess. Saga of sagas, I guess you could say. Basically, it, it covers all of the four main sagas of Dragon Ball Z, plus the DLC covers some extra and whatnot. So I'm not going to be going over the story. I'm just going to kind of go over you know my experience with the game and um, you know what it's like platinuming it, because that's kind of the, the big bit. So Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is a fairly decently long game taking anywhere from about 50 to 60 hours to finish and it's fun I enjoyed it it took me a very long time to play it but that's just me and RPGs in general I take a dog's age to finish them I and mean, just look at my track record with Final Fantasy it's abysmal Dragon Ball Z Kakarot specifically uh, is kind of it was kind of my first proper experience experiencing the Dragon Ball Z story. I have tried multiple times to actually get into Dragon Ball Z and the Dragon Ball series in general, but I have not had the best of luck. So I started out, well, I, I used to catch bits and pieces, episodes here and there of, you know, Dragon Ball Z on Nicktoons or Dragon Balls, sorry, no, Dragon Ball Z on Toonami, Dragon Ball Z Kai, the cleaned up version of Dragon Ball Z on Nicktoons, and then some of some of GT on Nicktoons. But I've also tried to properly watch like Dragon Ball, and I've gotten I think maximum six to eight episodes into that series, so I'm a bit behind, and it's been a it's been a struggle. It's okay, but you know it's. It's hard to properly sit down and get into it. I will probably continue to struggle until I eventually do finish Dragon Ball. And then I'll move on to Dragon Ball Z. And then I'll struggle through that. But uh, just prior to playing Kakarot, I watched all of Dragon Ball Z abridged. And I enjoyed it. It was very fun. And then I I saw Kakarot and I think it was on sale. And you know it, it looked interesting. So I got it. And I enjoyed it. It's actually a really fun game. The combat is uh, very well punchy and <laughs> simple, yet it has layers because you can do special moves. You can um, charge up your key, I think it is, and you can, you know, you can do a bunch of different things. And it's a, it's a fairly big, open-ish world. It's more a series of smaller open worlds, like areas some of them are kind of connected to where like you can you know move from one to another without really much transition but then like 
specific regions you do have to like go back to the world map and go down it's very weird how how they how they've decided to break it up but and that was their decision but yes so it's it, it's it's a a good in-depth rpg but the platinum experience for the most part it's a dream it, it's a it's a fairly easy and simple platinuming experience it it's fun although i did run into a couple of issues so for example uh one of the trophies because in it, by the time i was done with the story and everything i had pretty much most of the trophies done because you you can just kind of stumble upon the stuff and as long as you do a bunch of side quests while you're playing the story when you have the chance you'll you'll do it easily but th there is the small it'll it'll bit issue of um uh, specific things that you need to do the the main one that i ran into as an issue was uh defeating the super boss and performing 10 z combos now i i've made it through the entire game somehow not knowing how to purposefully do a z combo whoops i i i think it's just because i didn't read the instruction you know it's one of those rpgs that constantly is throwing instructional panels at your face so you just kind of learn to like swat it out of the way and it doesn't come in until like a while into the game and most of the time during the story you don't really get an opportunity to use it because you don't really have party members for big chunks of the story and you need i think at least both of i think you have to have both party members in order to properly pull off a z combo and a lot of time you might have one party member or um no party members so it doesn't come up a lot during the story so i had to like search because by the time I was actually getting around to like, oh, you know, I'm going to try to clean up these trophies, uh, I, I had forgotten how you do it. In fact, I didn't, I don't think I ever knew how to do it. Because over, again, this game took me like two years to, to finish. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's one of those things. I, I pick up an RPG and then I'll play it for a good solid couple weeks, maybe. Just making some progress here and there. And then I'll set it down for months and then I'll pick it up again. <laughs> it's the it's why things like uh, Legend Heroes Trails in the Sky, all three of them, have taken at minimum a year to finish. Where Legend Heroes Trails in the Sky 1, I think, took me three, three or so years. It took me a long time. But it's just because I would pick it up, play it for like a week, and then set it down, and not touch it for six months. It's just how it goes. Anyway, so I, I figured it out, and... I, I was working on the super boss. There is a bug with the super boss, at least in my playthrough, where you can go through the process of cleaning up all of the... Because to, to summon the super boss, you have to clean up all of the villainous enemies. And each region has, like, a set number of villainous enemies. So you have to... It's like five. You defeat all five of those villainous enemies. And then three more spawn in that region that are stronger you defeat those three and then one spawns in that region and you defeat it you do that for all of the regions and then once you have defeated all of the villainous enemies finally the super boss will spawn and then you can fight and defeat the super boss and i did first try but the trophy didn't pop and so i was like and because of the way that the cutscene is set up 
you kind of assume, okay, maybe I have to fight him again. But they've slipped into a different timeline, so how do I fight them again? And the answer is you don't. So what ended up happening is I ended up having to, because I had saved over it, I had to revert my save back. So I had to go into my PlayStation settings and like download a cloud save of the game. Or actually, the way I actually did it was I went did it through the main menu. Because on the main menu of the PS5 version, you can transfer a save. And I transferred a save that was mercifully close to the... <laughs> To the super boss. Because I had done some extra stuff trying to trigger the super boss, fighting some villainous, more villainous enemies because they respawn after you defeat the super boss, and nothing worked. So, think the, and then the previous save that I had was 20 hours prior at the beginning of the Boo Saga. So, I would have had to done the entire Boo Saga again, and I didn't want to do that. So, thank goodness, you know transferring my save over brought me right to pretty much right before the super boss what i had to do is i had to refight all three sorry all five of the villainous enemies in one region then the three then the one and it, but i only had one region to do so i cleared that out took me like an hour and then again the super boss spawned and i i was able to beat him again first try but the trophy didn't pop again. So what I ended up doing, luckily, is I had a save right before the super boss. And then I made a save immediately after. And what I would do... or Luckily, I only had to do it one more time. So what I ended up doing is I reverted to the save just before the super boss, where I'm like literally staring at him. And I fought him again, and luckily it popped. I don't know exactly what did it. I think it's just you... Just make sure if you're going to fight the super boss that you have a save before the super boss, like right before, and if it doesn't pop, immediately fight him again. The fight takes like maybe 10 to 20 minutes, something like that. It's not terrible, but it, it can it can drag on a bit, <laughs> especially if you're slightly under leveled like I was, because the super boss is level 100, I was level 86, I think, when I fought him. Ideally, you would be also level 100-ish, and you can do that by doing all the side quests and defeating more enemies that just spawn around. Or, if you have the DLC, you can hop into the DLC and gain levels that way. And then you'd be well ahead. <laughs> but that, that was kind of the, the major hurdle. Because performing the Z-moves, especially when I had to go back and um, revert my save was easy so i was able to get that trophy relatively easy once you know you learn what you're supposed to do what you, what you have to do for the z moves is you have to uh use the special moves of your party members and the more you use the more you charge up their little thing their little meter in the corner and once that's charged up for both of them you can perform a z combo that I didn't know, and it was a lot simpler, and <laughs> made the final boss a lot, sorry, not the final boss, the super boss a lot easier than than the previous times, so that was nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, besides the, the bug being very frustrating, it was a relatively easy, you know, platinum. 
there's just some like extra stuff that you might not do in the course of the story. Like I think you have to you have to build a mech thing so that you can do a couple of races for some side quests. But for the most part, you don't have to do like half of the side quests or anything that you you need. You there's like a certain number that you have to hit, and I think it's like eighty, and then you're good. And then you'll still have a ton of other side quests that you can do afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, with that, uh, that's that's Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It's it's a very fun game. I do recommend it. I talked about it on RPG Hangout uh, at the time. I hadn't finished it at the time. I think I don't think uh, I, I I tried to, but I, I didn't. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's one of the things I've been trying to platinum for ages. Another thing I've been trying to platinum and just get finished for ages was Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Now, I wanted to talk about this. So, the main reason I wanted to do this episode is because it's, it was kind of the thing I was doing uh, again this week. It's one of those things that I didn't have a whole lot of time to like figure out a movie or a series or something that I wanted to watch. So I was, and I was playing Kakarot because I was in a Kakarot mood, I guess, to try to finally figure out why those trophies weren't popping. Because, like, I I technically got down to those last two trophies, what was it, like, probably six months ago. And I, I, I just decided, you know, I'm going to try this again. And it's done. I haven't done the DLC, but yeah. But I also decided I'm going to crank out and finish Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Because it's one of those daunting tasks that's been looming over me for ages, and I just wanted it done. But I don't want to just talk about the platinuming of one specific LEGO game. I want to kind of talk about platinuming LEGO games in general, because it's become an increasingly difficult task. I know that a lot of times when someone says that a lot of their Platinums are Lego games, you know, it's kind of a joke. Because, like, oh, you know, it's a kid, it's a kid's game and whatnot. But the sheer amount of tedium can outweigh the challenge at times. Because some of the th- trophies that you have to get, or some of the tasks that you have to do in order to get trophies in these games, gets kind of stretched out into infinity. To where it's just so frustrating and annoying to try to do. So, of the LEGO games, I have platinumed, I believe, three of them. I have platinumed LEGO Jurassic World. I have platinumed LEGO Jurassic World. I have platinumed LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens. And I have platinumed, now, LEGO Marvel Super Heroes. And it's not easy... (laughs) a lot of the time, to, to platinum uh, modern LEGO games. Previous LEGO games, like, to, to 100% them was relatively easy. You just play through the levels, uh, unlock as many of the characters as you can, and then go through and play the levels again. Unlock uh, unlock all the characters, and boom, you're, you're done. It's relatively simple. Now, there's a ton of extra stuff. Like, for example... Lego Jurassic World, you have to, you know, do all these little races and you have to make sure that you have the proper dinosaurs unlocked to actually use on specific panels or specific things. And if you just don't have that dinosaur unlocked, you're fucked. 
and you have to you have to go through the levels to find the specific like amber bricks to find the dinosaur you need and if you don't know what level that brick is in you're screwed <laughs> and especially if you were wanting to try to clear out some of the faff on the like overworld you you're going to have to go through the levels because it kind of forces you to and it just gets frustrating that wasn't too bad i mean it was a grind and now both times for a modern lego game the last thing i did wasn't a a grand adventurous thing it wasn't me racing to a finish line to finish the last race it wasn't me finishing a level getting that like last you know true adventurer or um true survivor or you know which whatever the true whatever for the game is the last two times it's just been unlocking a vehicle and that is the saddest thing to have it be and so anticlimactic because you've spent like 10 hours or so going back and forth across the map to do side quests or missions or you know whatever just to get more gold bricks and sometimes like lego marvel superheroes i will say it was nice that it had some extra missions that you can unlock by going around collecting gold bricks and that was nice that was fun they were usually extremely short like one room adventure things but they were nice and cute but frustrating because you can't access the free play of those levels by entering them so like on the oh the world map for lego marvel avengers sorry not avengers marvel superheroes avengers is another thing i'll get to it later uh for that you unlock these extra levels by building them with gold bricks and then you can enter them through through the the thing that you just built on the map nice you can then finish the story version of that then if you pop out and try to go back in to then do it on free play so that you can you know properly unlock all the character stuff and extras that are in those levels that you have to do it'll just start story mode again you have to go to the map select the level and then you can do free play that's so unintuitive and frustrating <laughs> but I, I got around it but yeah so just the sheer amount of stuff that they pack into these overworlds gets annoying because it's you're pretty much doing the same three to four things on repeat it's either especially in lego marvel superheroes is you're doing a race or a fetch quest or fight x number of dudes that goes on way too long and the combat in lego marvel superheroes is kind of garbage the combat for the most part is okay but in order to try to make it comic book movie-esque as you know it's obviously trying to do it implements like these finisher moves that automatically trigger so if you're just trying to beat up some enemies all of a sudden you're stuck for like five to ten seconds doing nothing while the hulk does the stupid move that he did in you know the avengers movie of like smashing loki about 
and you, you you just have to sit there and wait while he does it, or Iron Man will like do this weird thing. I don't know. Each one has like their own very annoying five second finisher thing that is pointless because it does it doesn't speed things up. It doesn't add anything to the game except for like you can go like oh that's cool the first time it happens and then the tenth time you're like please stop. I just want to play the game, but you're not letting me. <laughs> and w when you're trying to go back through t for trophies and whatnot, it gets extremely frustrating. And then there's the, like, characters that have, like, transitionary phases, like the Hulk, Spider-Man, um, like, any kind of Hulk-esque figure has these. And they get annoying because you you want to switch characters, Right? Like, you're playing as the Hulk, you want to switch to Iron Man, for example. You hold down Triangle to bring up the menu in free play, and instead of bringing up the menu, it changes the Hulk into Bruce Banner. Then, if you wait too long to try again and hit it, he'll change back into the Hulk. So, what you have to do is you have to start his transition from... Bruce from the Hulk to Bruce Banner or vice versa and then you have to in the middle of the transition hold down triangle again to bring up the menu it it's very frustrating it, it's a mild inconvenience that compounds as it goes then then <laughs> then you have the fact that oh maybe you need Bruce Banner or you need a specific version of the Iron Man suit because a lot of the Iron Man suits do wildly different things and so for the Bruce Banner example, you would have to select Hulk and then change him into Bruce Banner. While there are some characters that it, if they have alternate forms, you just have to wait a second on the menu and it'll give you their ultimate form. So not ultimate, alternate form. Like uh, A-bomb uh, and then whoever his human version is, it toggles between them on the thing, but for for Hulk it doesn't. And that's fair, I guess, because they probably just assume if you're using the Hulk, you just need the Hulk. But you can't have just Peter Parker. You can't have just Bruce Banner. You have to, you know, select their normal version first and then switch them over. And then for Iron Man... It is very frustrating because in this game, it doesn't have it to where you can just switch between the versions of the character. You have to sit and wait for the version of his Iron Man suit to come around that you need. So if you need the, you know, laser beam and missiles, you are going to be sitting there waiting at least one thing over. But if you miss it, you have to wait for it to loop around so that you can finally get one of them that has the lasers and the missiles. Because some of them just have like this pathetic like woof thing as if it's trying to do a laser, but then it can't. It, it's frustrating. This is fixed in Lego Marvel Avengers. You can easily switch between the versions of things. I think Hulk is still kind of annoying, but you do have the Bruce Banner version of him available, I believe. The map feels like it's slightly bigger than the previous one. The lighting's different, which doesn't really change gameplay. But you can't easily access the map of New York. Now, 
to be fair, this game is kind of a globe trotty esque game with New York kind of as just your main base. So the button that used to bring up the map now gives you the option to go to space. Then you have the world overview where you can select levels and whatnot, which is kind of nice. It's, it's a nice way to be able to just kind of select levels, but at the same time, it makes it very frustrating to try to do the world map stuff because, you know, it still has side quests and uh, all that jazz to do. And it has a very frustrating, like, GPS, like, sonar radar thing where it's represented on, like, the mini-map isn't a mini-map. It's just this, like, black screen with a bunch of dots on it. And then as you get closer to those dots, it tells you what it is, which is kind of nice. But it's just so overcrowded that it just makes me... Like, my brain shut down and just like, uh-uh. <laughs> this is going to be so frustrating to try to, like, finish and platinum. But I'm going to, eventually. I, I need to get through LEGO Marvel Avengers and LEGO Marvel Super Heroes still. But, yeah, the, the act of trying to platinum has become very frustrating. And the, I guess, latest example of this would be the Skywalker Saga. A very fun game. I enjoy it. It's lovely. But it's frustrating because you have to deal with like 8 to 10, I think, worlds that you have to go through and try to complete. And you can't necessarily go from world to world, one world at a time, because a lot of the side quests require you to have finished a different side quest on a different planet first. So you have to hunt down that one, finish it, come back, and then hopefully be able to actually go through and complete the, the bit. Like, I've, I've been trying to get through platinuming that game, but it's rough. It's very rough when, it, when it's like that. It's not a lost cause. I will get around to it. It's just a daunting task, especially since there's, like, some bugs where... You're trying to get certain, like, um, what are they called? Battle, battle? The, the big ships. The, like, huge ships that you can come across and, like, clear out and take over. Those are quite difficult to get to spawn properly. Because I've been able to get the Lucra Hulk to spawn multiple times, even though I've already beaten the Lucra Hulk. It just keeps spawning. But you have to have like a certain character or a certain type of ship or something when you enter a specific area for it to spawn properly and it, it just gets annoying. And even then, sometimes it doesn't spawn properly. So you just have to... You just have to hope. <laughs> you just have to hope it'll actually spawn properly when you come through. Anyhow... I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. You know, I just wanted something kind of simple. It's what I've been doing the past week and a half was just, I platinumed uh, Kakarot. So I wanted to talk about my experience doing that. And then I also platinumed Lego Marvel superheroes. So I wanted to talk about that and how Lego games have kind of evolved to become frustrating uh, a frustrating platinum experience. So it's still kind of a badge of honor 
not a great one because, again, the way it ends up happening, it ends up as just kind of like a a dull thud on the ground of a trophy that just kind of is like, there you go. <laughs> because you, like I said, the last two times, it was just, oh, I forgot to unlock X vehicle. So let me go through and clean up all the vehicles real quick. And then, you know, you unlock the last vehicle and then trophy pops. Yay! It's just so disappointing because you have to get 100% in the thing, in the game, which, you know, understandable. But if you haven't unlocked the things, then you don't have 100%. So both LEGO Jurassic World and LEGO Marvel Super Heroes ended with me sitting there like, why am I at 99%? And like trying to figure out what it is and some, like I Google it and it's just like, I just forgot to unlock a vehicle. Ah, damn it. So you have to go to a vehicle dispenser and with lego marvel superheroes it's annoying because there's three different kinds of fucking vehicle dispenser there's aircraft vehicle dispenser ground vehicle dispenser and then water vehicle dispenser which is like the most useless one and technically the aircraft one's also pretty fucking useless because some of the vehicles are too big for the map so you just keep bumping into buildings anyway so i had to hunt down a boat dock go unlock the final boat that I forgot to unlock and yay it was done but I guess I should probably see about you know working on this do I recommend platinuming Lego games if you have the time <laughs> if you really feel inclined to sure they're not the hardest platinums to get they can but they can be quite frustrating uh but yeah with that let us go ahead and move on into the update. Once again, I'm kind of just recording this straight through. It's actually Sunday, so I'm kind of running against the clock here. I really need to really need to get the episode recorded and out so that we, we, we can have an episode on Monday. I also need to see about, you know, recording the episode for Wednesday, but we'll we'll see about that. I'll I'll get around to it. Anywho. The update. So, as I said, I finished the first Kane Chronicles book. I finished the Red Pyramid. And then I started and finished uh, Trials of Apollo book one, The Hidden Oracle. I was able to do it in two days. I mean, I read the first chapter the day... the I read the first chapter on that Wednesday when I finished Kane Chronicles Red Pyramid. And then I read, like, most of... <laughs> Uh, the rest of the book on uh, Thursday and I finished it on Friday. So it took me about two days-ish to... It took me about two days-ish to finish the book. So let's start with Red Pyramid. Did it get any better for me? No, it didn't. I, I was frustrated till the end because the story overall is fine, and every time I was able to, like, relax and start getting into it, and, like, enjoying the story, it would, it would break it, it would fuck it up. <laughs> With the way it's written, I just, I don't get why he made that choice. It doesn't work for me. At all. Especially since it's inconsistent. You could go chapters without there being an interruption, or anything silly going on, 
but then it comes back. Like I was, I'm sitting there reading. I'm like, why isn't the rest of the book written like this? Like, it, it it's so frustrating. Yeah, I just sit there and I wonder, like, why isn't the rest of the story written like this? There's, like, there's sections where I'm I'm reading and it goes from Sadie to Carter, and it does a relatively smooth transition. I'm like, yes, that that's what I want. Just like, you don't have to acknowledge the fact that this is a recording. I can forgive the kind of asides if you don't fucking smash my face into a brick wall every time you transition between characters. Because that's the f- most frustrating part. Is, like, when it transitions from one character to another, most of the time it uses a stupid, like, aside to do it. And I don't need that. Because it's like, oh, you know, Sadie says, ah, oh, give me the microphone. I'm going to take over this ride here. It's just like, no, just leave leave it alone. But then sometimes it'll transition over and it'll be a smooth transition. It'll keep up the momentum. Where, it, you know, something's happening in the story at the end of one chapter. And at the beginning of the next chapter, you're still there. You know? But maybe from a different person's perspective or just in general, you're still there. Not going off on a weird tangent. Or sometimes it hits you with an even bigger brick wall where they decide, okay, let's roll it back and go through again. <laughs> it's, oh man, it's it was just a really quite difficult read to get through. I, I really, really don't like the Cane Chronicles. And I already know that for the second and third book, it's the same deal. So I know I'm going to have trouble with them. So I just need to prepare for that. By reading The Trials of Apollo at a decent clip. I'll probably see about reading the last book. similar, Similarly to how I read the first book. To try to give myself maximum time to get through the... The, the, uh, the three... Uh, technically, transitionary books between the Trials of Apollo and the Magnus Chase trilogy. It's going to be a roughen. Though, me reading Trials of Apollo the way I did has given me quite a good amount of confidence that no matter when I get the last Percy Jackson book, I'll be able to finish it before the challenge ends, as long as I do nothing but read it. Though I have pre-ordered it, so it should hopefully, fingers crossed, be in on time. And I'll be able to read it then and there. So, whew, that's a little sigh of relief. So let's go ahead and move move on from the Kane Chronicles. I'm not going to have any real good words to say about it. I, Like I said, the story itself is fine, but the way it's written sucks. And the story itself is also, it's just kind of meh. It's fine. It's a decent story. I enjoy it. They they touch on my territory and they fuck it up, and it's really hard to ignore that. And what I mean by that is, so I I, I have a degree in archaeology. So, and a, a lot of my classes touched upon things that are discussed at the beginning of this book. So it it left a bad taste in my mouth for things to be just wrong. <laughs> And for them to t- talk about my profession 
when I know what it is, it, it's it's very annoying. It, it it puts me on a a bit of a bad foot when you when you in, enter my arena, and then you fucking just fail. <laughs> Anywho, like I said, let's move on from that. Trials of Apollo. I like it. It's fine. <laughs> it, it was a much easier read. So it's written semi-past tense. It's it kind of written similarly to how the Percy Jackson books are. Save for maybe a little bit more autobiographical e, Where it, it, it's pretty much Apollo talking to you. So you could say it's similar to that. Except for without the pretense of a recording thing going on so there's some asides and whatnot but it's a lot less annoying like this because it's as if it's apollo kind of talking about his situation it, it still comes off a little bit weird but it, it works for some reason a lot better in this book than than the other one where it's two characters pretty much fighting each other to talk it, it, it oh <laughs> apollo's a bit of a douchebag but it makes sense because he's supposed to be He's not a character that you're supposed to be like, yeah, he's great. I love him. No, you're supposed to go, wow, he fucking sucks because he's a, you know, he's a god. He looks down upon the puny mortals and says, why the fuck are you doing that? You know, that kind of thing. He's supposed to be a bit of a douche and it works. It just works. The story, you can ease into it and it's fun and there's some fun jokes, and it just is nice. It's just, it was very nice. It Very exhausting to read in two days, but it was very nice. I enjoyed the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, reference and joke. It was good. Uh, I liked that it was a relatively small-scale adventure. Like, you're not jumping all over the world, except for technically kind of that. And it its whole purpose, a lot of this book, is just to ease you into the concept like that it's a relatively short book it's i think the it's not the shortest one i don't think no it might be it is the shortest one of of these books here i think of the trials of apollo but its whole purpose is to just kind of kind of ease you into the thing catch you up on things that you might have missed from previous uh previous percy jackson books like maybe if you didn't read the heroes of olympus you'll kind of get caught up up and brought back to speed on what's been happening so let's start uh with the things so pretty much the reason that apollo has been cast down to earth is because he's being blamed for the got uh the war with gaia and you know this this civil war because he pretty much let octavian talk him into giving him his blessing to to do the war because <laughs> he's, he's a very vain god and when tempted with more temples and shit to you, you say yes, I guess. But, so he, he's been blamed for that, so he's been stripped of his immortality. He is now mortal. He is now going by the alias Lester Papadopoulos. You know, he's he's a very average teen now. He, he He's just kind of forced to kind of roll with it. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing, the serpent is back, his, his arch rival, and has taken over Delphi, the oracle at delphi or the oracle of delphi which means that and is also trying to take over all of the oracles and whatnot so there's that 
Then the another thing that was a lot smaller in Heroes of Olympus is the Labyrinth. Now, when I read it in Heroes of Olympus that the Labyrinth was back, I took that as, oh, you know, it's she was just trying to say that it was back or that she was just trying to make her own version of it, but it didn't quite work and, you know, failed in the end. But no, it's back. It's just back. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know this. I... I, I that's not how I was interpreting it, but yeah, no, the, the labyrinth is is back. Uh, they do take a quick pit stop in Greece to to hear what's going on with Serpent, but other than that, it's all at Camp Half-Blood. It's a really small story. Like, they, they end up in Camp Half-Blood, and that is where they stay for pretty much the entire story. It, it's nice. <laughs> it's a... It's a bit of a mystery as to, like, what's happening. There's some missing campers and whatnot, and they don't fully know what's going on. And it turns out that this grove of trees was an ancient oracle. And, you know, they, they have to try to find the grove and whatnot. And, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a nice, small, simple story that has some twists and turns. Sadly, a lot of the twists you can kind of call ages into the story but it's not terrible <laughs> like meg for example you pretty much get a feeling that something's not quite right with her from the beginning so you just kind of assume she's probably gonna betray them and she does spoilers sorry uh, i guess uh yeah so she she just fucking does she it, she has been manipulated and it's not quite the same as like the Luke situation or the Octavian situation. It's technically a deeper issue with her and she's not necessarily willingly doing it uh, for the most part. But yeah, so it, the big twist of the book is the Triumvirate, a trio of ancient Roman emperors who have sought out immortality and to become gods themselves uh led by nero who is meg's stepfather or a self-imposed stepfather <laughs> and yeah so that, that's kind of the the whole goal he's trying to burn down the oracle the grove of dodona i think uh is what the growth is called he's trying to burn down the forest because it's the only oracle he can't control it's the only one that's like the most ancient of oracles and then he he leaves uh, he six his colossus statue of himself but kind of more looking like apollo he six six the statue on onto the camp half blood they defeat it the end <laughs> uh some some other things the this this story's gotten a lot more graphic uh in its depictions of violence and I'm here for it. It's going pretty good. Uh, I, I do like that it it's getting a little bit grosser in, in the descriptions of the gore. And that's fun. Uh, I, I do like seeing that happen. It's, it's kind of funny to see a, a series that, like, at most you would have, like, maybe a nosebleed or, like, a, a slightly bleeding cut or something to this dude keeps getting his limbs cut off. Or Apollo ends up with a nasty gash in his scalp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I like it. And the dude who keeps getting his limbs cut off gets extremely lucky. Because he... he so, the, 
the reason that he got his limbs cut off, he at first he got both of his arms cut off uh, during the first attempt of the three-legged death race, which is an event that Camp Half-Blood has started to put on um, to try and navigate the maze. Now, when when I first read that bit, I assumed that what they meant was that they had designed an obstacle course to prepare you for the to prepare you for the labyrinth. No, it's an obstacle course set up in the labyrinth for some reason. I I don't know. It threw me off that the fact that it was they they were sent into the labyrinth. I was like, when did the kid have a chance to set up traps in the labyrinth that's supposed to already have traps? But anywho, so in the first attempt of that, the guy lost both of his arms, but they were then stitched back on. And then in the one depicted in the book, he loses one of his legs and gets it gets put back on. <laughs> he gets very lucky because, very obviously, um, he has one limb uh, left to get severed before it goes for his head next. And I don't think they're going to be able to just stick that on. So uh, good luck to him, I guess. But, you know, we get to see Apollo's interactions with his kids and whatnot. And it's it's very sweet. It's kind of it, it's it's fun. It's interesting. Um, as for the next book, I'm only a chapter in. I don't feel like it's going to be quite as fun and interesting of a concept because now Apollo's kind of being ripped from Camp Half Blood because he now has to do a cross country journey. But this time, the cross country journey, I, I guess, is um. <laughs> it's just gonna take the entire series I guess I don't know we'll, we'll see I, I'm only a chapter into dark, the dark prophecy so we'll see how it goes so far so good I like the first chapter uh yeah yeah I think we're gonna, gonna go ahead and leave it there cause we've <laughs> We've been talking about this for long enough. Uh, as for next week, I had a couple of ideas, but I, I completely forgot what I what I was thinking about doing. I think there was a movie or something I saw that I wanted to maybe watch, so I might do that. What it was, I can't remember. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, other than that, other news at some point maybe uh, I'll be streaming. Some more. I, I know I said that a few weeks ago, but uh, now that my PS5 is back in this room and I have a better screen to play games on, uh, I intend to do so. Whether or not I'm going to do the OBS stuff is questionable. Uh, just just for the fact that YouTube gets very persnickety about my bitrate. Uh, so... So I'm going to go ahead and see about maybe streaming directly from my PS5. I know that that ends up causing some issues here and there with things looking kind of gross and not having proper, like, overlays. I'm going to see if there's anything I can do to change that or tweak it or anything like that, but we'll see. If not, I'll just hop straight into the stream when when I get in and I'll just hang out on the, the main menu of things. But I do plan on streaming again with Nathan, uh, who was my co-host for RPG Hangout, and also 
uh, the GTA shorts I've been posting recently. People seem to like those, so we're going to see about maybe streaming some more. I'll be streaming on YouTube, and I think he might end up be uh, streaming on Twitch. I don't know. I'll have to uh, confer with him up on that. <laughs> but with that aside, that's kind of my plans for now. I'm going to take this next book slower, because reading Trials of Apollo, uh, The Hidden Oracle, I keep calling it Trials of Apollo, <laughs> reading The Hidden Oracle in one, well, two days really took it out of me, especially since I did it immediately after pushing as hard as I could to finish the Red Pyramid. So I'm, I'm just, I'm going to take it slower this week. I should hopefully still be finished by about Wednesday, Thursday-ish, but yeah, I am going to slow it down a bit because that was exhausting. Anywho. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys enjoyed that, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube end of things, or, you know, follow and review on the normal podcast side of things. If de Depending on how you choose to listen to this podcast. Anywho, with that said, I will talk to you guys later. Goodbye.